Arizona gets the de- the score that it desperately needs for Arizona basketball. What does it mean? And do we have a national title contender on our hands? Let's get started here. You are locked on Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Wildcat your Wildcats your first listen of the day. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, we've got a lot to get to this show, but first we have got to talk about Caleb Love, the man of the hour for Arizona basketball. Now, um, now many people know who Caleb Love is, obviously, from North Carolina, three-year starter there, ex-five-star guard, um, wildly inconsistent, but can also put the ball in the basket in a way that few uh that few others can. That's the enticing part about Caleb Love right there. He is, um, in a Final Four game, he's put up 30 points. In a Sweet 16, he's put up 30 points, and he's done this against some of the best teams in the country. Now, it's not all good because he'd be in the NBA if that was just the, uh, the case. There are a lot of games, too, where he has been, quite frankly, very up and down, um, a, a lot of three-for-17-type games, et cetera, et cetera. But... I also don't necessarily worry about that nearly as much as maybe some other folks do for a variety of reasons. First, the big thing is he is um, he's able to make plays off the bounce. He's able to get to where he wants with the basketball, and that is a big thing in the, that is a big thing for this Arizona team. Keep in mind that last year's team, while I think it definitely overachieved, don't think there's any doubt about that. It also kind of, it felt like it kind of maxed out there a little bit. And when games got close, when games got tough, there were times when it felt like the team was looking around for somebody to make a play. Azulis Tabellis was really, really good, but Zoo was also not the guy that you could just dump the ball down to and say, get out of his way, Zoo's about to score. His stuff was off of, uh, you know, running the court, uh, you know, uh, pick and rolls, things like that. This is going to be a little bit different, though. This is going to be a little bit different for uh, for Arizona because Caleb Love can clear the ball out and say, you know, basically get out of my way. I'm about to score right here. That's what's exciting about this entire uh, this entire situation here. Now, um, some of his percentages I do think are chalked up a little bit to Hubert Davis not being a very good coach. Um, I know that he made the finals, but I've never watched Hubert Davis. We talked with Doug Gottlieb a while back, and Doug Gottlieb said basically the exact same thing, that um, the North Carolina offense was a joke. And uh, it was basically uh, two plays that they would r- run, that run a high rock ball screen for Baycott, or you would do something where it was basically a one-on-one type dribble play. That will not be the case with Tommy Lloyd here at Arizona, and that will not be the case, I believe, with Caleb Love either. As a matter of fact, I think it's going to be uh, much different than that. I think that you're also looking at a guy in Caleb Love who um, will be able to, when the clock shot or when the shot clock is right, winding down. He's going to be able to get to the bucket. He's going to be able to make some plays, but it's going to be different than it was at North Carolina. At North Carolina, it was very much of a seven, eight, nine dribbles type thing where the defense is all, all up in you, for lack of a better term. That's not going to be the case now with Caleb Love here at the University of Arizona. He's probably going to get three dribbles to be able to make the same move, but that's also because of the continuity offense that 
uh, Tommy Lloyd does run, which makes it much easier for a player to be able to score and not have the defense all over him all the time, being able to key in on him. That's, I think, what's very exciting if you're an Arizona fan about what Caleb Love can bring to the equation. Because um, Arizona, again, they didn't have anybody like that this past year. There was nobody like that. And not only was there not anybody like that, there was nobody that was even close to looking like that. So this is a very, very good look for the University of Arizona. Getting Caleb Love in, uh, now we're going to go over the lineups here in a little bit. But now, what I think a lot of uh, Tommy Lloyd's priorities were this offseason have kind of been uh, have kind of been answered. You needed to get more scoring. You needed to get another guard. I don't think that there's any doubt about any of that. And he's done all of that. Now with Caleb Love, um, does he start? Does he come off the bench? I Caleb Love starting. Um, I've had a lot of people ask me, do you think Caleb Love starts? Yes, Caleb Love 100% will start. And it's very easy as to why. Players don't come from the University of North Carolina, where they've started for three years, um, to come here and not start. Now, you could say, well, Mike, that's not right, whatever. It's just the way it is. That's the politics in play. Um, so we know now that I think four different guys are going to be the starters. Now, what are realistic expectations for Caleb Love? That's a great question. Uh, thanks for asking that, Mike. Um, I think realistic expectations, first and foremost, are uh, – 14 or 15 points per game. And I think his uh, his shooting percentages are going to go up dramatically. Um, I think that he'll probably be somewhere around 44, 45% from the field, something like that. He's not going to be shooting 37 or 38% uh, like he did at North Carolina, mainly because Tommy Lloyd, Tommy Lloyd, Tommy Lloyd's offense will not permit such a, uh, uh, and again, that's not the way that Arizona really plays. And from Caleb Love's perspective, Arizona's, Arizona offers you a lot of what you really want. Um, you're not in the NBA right now. Obviously, Caleb Love, like everybody else like that, plays the game to get to the NBA. Just does. Um, he's not there right now. Everybody in the NBA knows that he can score. The thing is, though, can you score efficiently? Can you become more efficient with how you uh, go about uh, picking up your points? That's going to be the uh, that's going to be the case. That's going to be the uh, uh, the argument for Caleb Love, and I think it's going to be able to help him with the players that he's going to have around him. He's going to have around him a Kylan Boswell, and he's going to have a Jaden Bradley in the backcourt. Both these guys are players that specialize in getting into the paint or running the offense and making life easier. He's going to essentially have two point guards around him, and that makes everybody's job easier, especially when you can be kind of a low-percentage shooter at times. You always want to have somebody right there that can make your life a little bit easier. And that's what K or that's what uh, Kylan Boswell and that's what Jaden Bradley are going to be able to do for him. Um, now with, uh, with some of the other uh, situations there, you say, well, do you worry about a chemistry problem here? I don't because again, Tommy Lloyd knows all of Tommy Lloyd knows what he's doing. He knows some of the, he knows some of the weaknesses with this roster the previous couple years. Um, you know, he knows it better than uh, he knows it better than anybody. And some of the weaknesses were that you got rid of Kirk Creesa. He was a chucker. But with Kirk Creesa, honestly, I don't – I think Tommy Lloyd basically got out of Kirk Creesa what you could get out of Kirk Creesa. And that was 10 points and five assists, but he was never going to be able to shoot anything better than what he shot right there. And he was never going to be able to be a good defender. Kirk Creesa was essentially what Kirk Creesa was. Um, now – 
some people might say, well, you know, why didn't he shoot a better percentage? I think that that is all that Kirk Carissa could do. And I think when you watch him at uh, West Virginia, you're going to see the exact same thing where he's going to be somewhat limited, but um, his numbers will kind of be what they are. Whereas with uh, Caleb Love, Caleb Love has drastically more talent than uh, Kirk Carissa does. And honestly, he's got a lot more talent than I think Kirk Carissa ever thought about having. Um, that's not a put down per se. That's just kind of the way it is. That's just the way it is when you look at their physical dimensions and how they're made up. So now if you, uh, you might say to yourself, Mike, Caleb Love got really buff or Caleb Love looks really strong and he's probably going to get stronger. Where would he get strong? Why, why did he get stronger? I'm assuming that Caleb Love had something to do with built bar. Um, I'm not breaking any news right here, but I'm saying that I believe Caleb Love, some of that strength, some of that has to do with Built Bar. And now that he's coming to the University of Arizona, I think it's going to be even more. And it's going to be accentuated even more that, yeah, Caleb Love does have uh, Built Bar in his blood. And the reason why is because, and like everybody else, why they're taking Built Bar or taking, why they're consuming Built Bar is because when you leave the gym, there's nothing more annoying than having to go um, – eat something you've already just got with done with a tough workout. There's nothing more annoying than having to eat something that tastes like chalk, something that tastes like paste. Nobody likes that with built bar. It's like eating a brownie. It's like eating a candy bar. That's why you like built bar. All right, let's take a quick break. We're going to come back with it and talk about how Caleb love fits into this lineup. Thanks for making Locked On Wildcats your first listen of the day. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, now, Caleb Love, how does he fit into this lineup? Um, he comes in here with a role to score. Uh, other guys on this roster have uh, uh, specific roles. We're going to break those down in depth later on. But, you know, Kylan Boswell's is to run the team. Jaden Bradley, I think, is going to be kind of that uh, that secondary ball handler who's going to be the point guard whenever Kylan Boswell does leave. Um, Pella Larson is kind of that jack of all trades. It's uh, nice having three ball handlers now because Pella obviously isn't a very good ball handler, but the other three are good ball handlers. So that's uh, that's a very nice uh, aspect to have. Then up front, Umar Ballo and Kashad Johnson, both a little limited offensively, but it's also going to be it's also going to uh, behoove them, I believe, and it's going to make their life a little bit easier having multiple guards out there that are good that can handle the ball and honestly are good ball handlers that just makes things a lot easier and this is also going to be a unique opportunity for Caleb Love to show that he's got some lead guard skills to him to and again he's not a point guard I get that but to show that yeah I'm getting into the paint I can uh, make life a little bit easier for the big men out there that's where you're uh that's where I think Caleb Love's also going to be able to uh, do that and I think that he's going to be a much better three-point shooter when you look at Love He's got a uh, – the form is fine. He doesn't have a hitch in his shot. He's got the uh, he's got the ability to get downhill, and he can either get to the three um, – uh, he, he, uh, he's got the uh, – he can get into the three, and he can definitely um, – he can definitely uh, not only do that, but he can also get um, – you know, to where he needs to on the court. And when you can get to where you need on the court, that just makes your life so much easier. And it makes everybody else's life easier because uh, the guys that have the guys that struggle in basketball are the ones that can't really get to where they need to get to on the court. That is not something um, that is not uh, something um, 
that you can really that you're you're just kind of limited at that point. Pella Larson is a perfect example. Pella Larson can do a lot of great things out there on the basketball court. He can uh, he can play very good defense. He can finish around the hoop. He's a he's a lot tougher than I think some people think. But Pella can't really dribble, so Pella's never going to be able to get to where he wants on the court. Caleb Love can get to where he wants on the court. Now the next step for Caleb Love is to be able to be more efficient in that manner, and I think you're going to see him do exactly that at here at the U of A. Um, now. The, uh, with uh, with love defensively, what does he bring? Um, there's no reason he shouldn't be a good defender. Now, I'm not going to sit here and pretend to know what kind of defender he was at North Carolina. I can read the metrics like everybody else can, but I think in college, especially those, can be kind of deceiving. Um, love, though, I think is uh, I think it's fair to say that Caleb Love is probably a. Um, he should be a decent defender at the Pac-12 level because, again, he's long, he's rangy, he's athletic, and he's pretty strong to boot. So there's a lot to uh, there's a lot to go there. Again, he doesn't have really any physical drawbacks, and I think that's something that is obviously very enticing if you're the University of Arizona or if you're any team out there. This is a guy that does have NBA talent. Um, now, can he also uh, work a little bit on his uh, on his assist numbers? I can see him doing that. I can see him averaging three, four assists a game because he's also been public, as is his father, that they know that he's got some growing to do as a player. They know that he needs to be able to take that next step. And honestly, a lot of that is, can you become more efficient? That's going to be the first thing. Um, and in Tommy Lloyd's offense, we've talked about it. You got to be efficient there. And um, not only do you have to be efficient, um, you've got your, your the ball can't stick. Because when the ball sticks, that's when it's a problem. That's when the offense slows down to a halt. That can't happen here. And I think Caleb Love probably knows that that can't happen. Then, um, can you make life easier for other players? You know, like we talked about it with uh, Kylan Boswell, Jaden Bradley. They're able to make life easier for other dudes out there. Can Caleb Love be that guy as well? That's also going to be fascinating to see what he's able to do there. Um, but I don't believe that there's any reason that he can't do that. And then defensively, can you start, uh, you know, with Boswell and Boswell and Bradley should both be good defenders in the backcourt, as should obviously Pella Larson. Now, can uh, can Jaden Bradley become an NBA level defender? Because that makes his that makes him even more uh, enticing for NBA folks being able to uh, make life easier for uh, make life easier for other players. If you can do that, then I think you're really set. But more so than anything. I think he's coming in here with the right mentality. He's not coming in here saying that I need the ball 35 times per game because if he need if he wanted the ball, if he wanted to uh, just go wherever he wanted to and just be able to shoot as many shots as he want, he could have gone uh, to a lot of different players. Heck, he could have gone to ASU and done that and you know nobody would have cared. He's coming to a good program where he knows that there's a really good offensive coach in play that has a, mi a mindset. And we're going to talk about that there in just a second. But there's a lot to like about this Caleb Love, uh, uh, um, and we're going to talk about that in the next couple of days. But he brings a different mentality to the uh, to the equation, and he brings something that last year's team, quite frankly, just didn't have. And that's, like I said, the ability for somebody to be able to put the ball on the court and get to the hoop, like uh, you know. And, and now the thing for him is to just be able to do that in a more efficient manner. And I think he's going to be able to do that again. This is. Uh, Tommy Lloyd's not bringing in a guy that he thinks is going to be a disruption, especially after getting rid of Kirk Creesa, who for all of his skills, for all of his qualities, Kirk Creesa kind of, Kirk Creesa ran its course. And quite frankly, Kirk Creesa just wasn't good enough to be, to, 
to complain as much as he was or to be able to be in that type of a situation. That's just kind of where that is with that. Now, I, we're, we're going to talk about trusting the Tommy gun here in a second, but let's say that you're now looking at Arizona and you're like, oh, that looks like a possible Final Four contender team to me right there. Where could I possibly bet on this? FanDuel. FanDuel.com backslash locked on college. That's where it's at. Um, the reason that people bet on FanDuel is because you know your money's good and it's fun. Basketball's almost over. Football's over. It'll be back around the corner, but going to be a slow couple months. But you know what makes everything more interesting? FanDuel. You can bet on baseball. You can bet on UFC. You can bet on a multitude of different angles. And that's because FanDuel is here to help you. And again, your money's good, and you can bet in-game, you can bet out-of-game, you can bet props, you name it, they've got it, fanduel.com backslash locked on college. All right, let's take a quick break, come back, and then we're going to talk about what uh, Tommy Lloyd has up his sleeve right here. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, Tommy Lloyd. we got to trust Tommy Lloyd on this one. Tommy Lloyd... And we got to trust him for a variety of reasons. First, Tommy Lloyd is 61 and 11 in his first two years as a head coach. That's good. And not only is that good, that is record setting. Now, it hasn't been all roses because in the NCAA tournament, Arizona has struggled a little bit. I'm not breaking any news right there. They've been punked a little bit and they've had problems with guys being able to get their own shot. So what does Lloyd do this offseason? He goes out there and first matter of business, he gets tougher. And by getting tougher, I mean out with Kurt Carissa. Uh, again, Kurt did some really good things, but Kylan Boswell is ready to take the, the reins right there. And Courtney Ramey, I like Courtney Ramey more than Kurt Carissa, but at the end of the day, um, he wasn't really the defender that I think a lot of people were hoping he'd be. I think you're hoping that Jaden Bradley, ex-top 30 kid out of uh, uh, New York from Alabama, can be that player. Then... You've also got uh, Pella Larson right there. Pella is obviously a holdover, but the one thing about Pella is, while he's limited, Pella also is a pretty darn good defender, and he's tough. Nobody looks at Pella and says that's a weenie. And then Caleb Love, tough to – I mean, listen, I'll just put it like this. If you drop 30 in a Final Four game against Duke, you got some skills to you. It's it's pretty much that easy. And then in the front court, look at it. Julius Tabellis was obviously a very, very good player. But again, Zoo was not a tough guy per se. Zoo wasn't a um, Zoo wasn't the toughest dude in the world. And um, and it kind of showed a lot of times. There were times when Zoo looked disinterested. There were times when Zoo just didn't really look like he wanted to be out there. And in the NCAA tournament, Zoo generally folded and it looked like he didn't want to be there. And Umar Ballo, tough dude. Not the most, again, a guy that's also not physically the most gifted, talented guy in the world, but Zoo is a tough dude out there. Or excuse me, uh, Umar Ballo is a tough guy. Next to Kashad Johnson, you got a tough dude right there. And so that's going to be kind of your sixth man. Now, again, there's going to be other players. I'm hoping that Henry Vasar can make that next move. And if he can make that next move, then life becomes a lot easier for everybody in play. But this roster, though, is much tougher, and it's added players that can make plays off the bounce and make things easier for other players. And that's honestly what Tommy Lloyd was going for. And again, a big tip of the cap to him because a lot of guys who were 61 and 11 
probably would sit there and say, yeah, I don't need to really do this. Um, you know, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. He took inventory of the roster and he knew that he needed to get tougher across the board. And he did exactly that. And that's the mark of a great coach. Yes, I know it works, but you know what? Not everything works. And I'm going to be able to uh, make my uh, adaptations. Now, tomorrow, let's talk about it. Is Arizona national title contender? Where exactly do they fall in the grand scheme of things? Um, because they certainly look like they've got that kind of capability to do that. Uh, where do they stack up in the pack? We're going to talk about all that in the coming days. But as always, you guys have a great Monday. You've been listening to Locked On Wildcats.